is the word from Tzemach Tzedek. Someone asked the Tzemach Tzedek, what's the difference between Matan Terah and Shavuos, Matan Terah and Parshas Yisrael? This is the Shabbos of the giving of the Terah. Tzemach Tzedek said, it's the difference is between the king in the field or the king in the palace. This Shabbos is also accepting the, the uh, Terah, but it's a different, it's not the king in the palace, that's Shavuos, this is more of a by the people kind of thing. King is in the field. So, regarding giving the Torah, there is a title that Hashem gave us only after we got the Torah. Before we got the Torah, we were called God's children. As Moshe Rabbeinu, when he asked the power to release us, he says, free them because they're God's children. And after we got the Torah, Hashem said, they're my servants. The new title. So, as it says also by this slave who wants to stay after the um, seven years, it, if he's sold as a slave and he's supposed to go free after, after seven years on this, in the seventh year uh, so it says in the Torah if he says he wants to stay so he's they nirtza they, they take his ear and they uh, they make a hole they, 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 they make a hole in the ear and they uh, and the reason is uh, it says in the Torah that since this ear heard in Mount Sinai that the Jewish people are my servants and he went to get a master for himself, therefore his ear has to have this, has to be pierced. It's a hole in the ear, it sounds a little bit too, uh, too, too uh, draconian. Okay, no, was, uh, there's, 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 his ear is pierced, because his ear didn't hear this. His ear, that's a different subject, exactly why his ear is pierced, but the point is that the Jewish people had this title of servant only after the Torah was given. What's the difference between a servant and a child, and a son? A son wants to do what his father wants, he loves his father. He wants to do what his father wants. A servant has to do what his master wants. In general, when there's a connection between two parties, two people, and one is higher than the other, it could, there could be two different ways a connection can happen. When there's a father and a son, or a servant and a master, or a teacher and a student, there are two different ways that the connection can, can manifest itself. One way is that there's an emphasis on the existence of the, of the recipient, like an example of the child, that he feels, when he does stuff for his father, he feels fulfilled, he feels happy, he feels joy, he feels pleasure. It's, it, it, his existence is present in his service for his father. And then there is a servant to a master, a servant to a master, that the emphasis is that the servant's existence is negated. He's put, he's put aside. So in a similar way, when God gave us a Torah, Hashem made us his servants. What's the of being a servant? And the surface, the of being a servant is, you have to listen to what Hashem says. You have to. Like it says in the, the Torah, the Jewish people stood at the foot of the mountain, and the Talmud explains that they stood at the foot of the mountain, and Hashem put the mountain over their heads and said to them, if you accept the Torah, great. If not, I'm going to force you. So, so there's an emphasis on, on being coerced to receive the Torah. That's, that's the uh, meaning of, of, of the, um, the virtue of Bittal. That's the simple meaning. Of course, we learned the deeper meaning of the mountain. And the, it says in the Talmud, Hashem put the mountain over heads like a barrel. And uh, the Chassidah says that the word mountain is associated with love. And the idea of a barrel means that there's such a love you can't go anywhere. It's like a love of a mother to a child where, that's my analogy, that you can't help and not love her back because such a tremendous uh, love, you, how are you not supposed to, how, where are you going to turn? Because you're, you're in the barrel, you can't go anywhere. So, in a similar way, um, 
And when Shem gave us a terror, he showed us such love, we couldn't not love him back. That's how Hasidus explains a deeper layer of the story. But then the surface of the story is, there's a mountain over her head and says, you've got to do this, you have to, you're forced. So that's the simple point of Hashem putting the mountain over our heads. We should be coerced, we should be his servants. But the question is like this, as Tosus asks on the Gemara. Tosus asks, before Hashem put the mountain over our heads, we said, with love, with magnanimous spirit, we said, we will do before we understand. We love this. We want this. We're excited about it. So why is there a need for Hashem to put a mountain over our heads when we're like, yes, give us more? So what did we say? We said, we'll do before we understand. So to understand exactly what the additional layer of the mountain over our heads is in comparison to our we will do before we understand, let's dissect first those words, we will do before we understand. If someone says, I'll understand, then I'll do, so obviously the emphasis is on your own existence. I'm, if it makes sense to me and I like it, okay, I'll do it. So, uh, so I exist and I, if I want, I'm in. If I don't want, I'm not in. We will do before we, before, we, before we understand means that I'm not doing it because it makes sense to me. I'm doing this because you said to do it. It doesn't make a difference if I understand it or I don't understand. So, there's, so you see the idea of, of, of abnegation, the idea of devotion, more in Nasev and Nishma. We will do before we understand. When before we understand what exactly the mountain adds, we have to understand a little bit better the general principle of Kabbalah. The Torah says that every day we say Shema before we say Vahim Shemaya. Why do we say Shema before Vahim Shemaya? In Vahim Shemaya, we accept upon ourselves the mitzvahs of Hashem. In Shema, we accept upon ourselves Kabbalah, we accept upon ourselves Hashem as our king. What's the difference between? Accepting Hashem as our king versus accepting mitzvahs. Accepting mitzvahs means my actions, I'll do, I'll do what he says. I'm going to follow what he says. That's acceptance of mitzvahs. I'm going to follow whatever Hashem says to do, I'm going to do it. So it's about me doing. When I say I'm going to accept the yoke of Hashem, it's not just I'm going to accept to um, do, it means I accept him as my king. What's the difference if I accept him or accept to do what he says? Well, What's the difference between a servant and a free person? The difference between a servant and a free person is not just that a servant um, does what the master says or has to what the master says, and the regular person doesn't have to. Remember when I visited prisons, I, I really, like, you felt, you felt Rahmanis, felt so bad for these people. It wasn't just, like, that they had to clean the laundry, they do the laundry or whatever it was. It was that they're not, they don't have their own existence in the prison. Just, they're, just, they're, they're, not, they're, not, they're not people, they're things. That's the idea of being a servant. A servant means that you lose your identity. You're not, you're not a free person. The owner has chairs and tables and he has mountains and fields and valleys and he has you. You're an object. You just belong to him. So the idea of when we say we accept upon ourselves the yoke of Hashem is our... We, we, that means that I've stopped being my own entity. I've become his entity. I belong to him. That's what Kabbalah is about. So, nevertheless, Hashem wasn't satisfied with our saying, we will do before we understand. And Hashem added a layer to that. Because even Kabbalah said, even when we say to Hashem, I accept to do whatever you say to do, is also something that, that, that could be lacking. And, there is, and that is lacking. What's the missing? There's a din, Salacha, that if a person, let's say, gets, gets poor and he sells himself as a slave to, to uh, sustain himself. So the halacha is that the master is not allowed to give him a shifcha knanis. 
Ordinarily, if the court catches a thief and the guy can't afford to pay for his theft, so the court sells him as a slave. And in that scenario, when he's sold as a slave, the master is allowed to coerce him to marry a, a maid in order that he should produce servants for the master. He should procreate and create servants for the master. When is that the law? The law is only, a, only when he's forced to be sold. When he decides to sell himself, then the master cannot force him. He's not allowed to. It's forbidden to marry a non-Jew. But, as, if the, but if the court forces him to be sold as a slave, then he belongs, he's not a thing. And he is coerced to marry the Shifcha Kananis, this maid, this non-Jewish maid, and to have children with a non-Jewish maid. So what's the difference? The difference is, is when he is selling himself, it's his own decision, there's a limit to how, how much you can make yourself a slave. You, you can't, there's a part in his heart which is not sold as a slave. But when he's sold by the court against his will, there is nothing left in him that's not being sold. There's no, there's no, it's, it's against his will. He's completely um, taken away from his own existence, and he's now subsumed into the existence of his master. So that's the difference between, between um, Hashem putting the mountain over our heads and us saying, we will do before we understand. Our acceptance we said with an magnanimous spirit, with devotion, was our own decision. It's our own feeling. And it's the feeling of a human being. And therefore it's limited. But when Hashem decided to take us as his servants, that makes, that, that, that makes the relationship infinite. That means it's not dependent on how much we want to be devoted to him. It's our God's choice. And there's, there's two differences in, the, in, in Hashem's in the layer that Hashem adds by, by coercing us to accept Him. One is that it's eternal and we can't, He can't let go of us, we can't let go of Him. Even if we try. Uh, I was, uh, there we give an analogy actually of the end of Gullus. There says at the end of the exile, God will give the Jewish people kinds of tests that according to logic, there's no way they could pass these tests. They can't pass these tests. It's not possible a human being should be able to overcome these tests. I remember thinking on Gimel Tamos by the Rebbe's funeral, I remember thinking like, there's no way we're going to be able to do this. It's just not going to work. And yet, um, and yet Hashem chose us as His servants and because it's God's choice, it's infinite, therefore it's not, we're, we're, our, it's, it's, we're able to do what Hashem wants in an infinite way even if it doesn't make sense, even if a human being is not able to do it. So that's what the Pasuk means when it says Jewish people are my servants. The Pasuk continues and it says they're my servants. It says the Jewish people are servants for me. They're my servants. What's the second phrase? Jewish people are my servants. They're my servants. What's the emphasis of they're my servants? The reason that it's servants is not because they chose to be my servants. They're my servants. I made them my servants. Not because not of their own decision. It's a, it's a, it is an infinite power in they're being my servants because of God's choice in us. So it's in quantity never stops, and in quality there's no part of us which is not a servant. So that even if a Jew is not interested, he doesn't want to, he just can't, he just can't. Like a person, like, let's say, tries not to put on filling one day, and if, he, if, if he's used to it, he just, he, he just can't, the, the, the guilt overrides me. So, so it sounds like we're nebuch, it sounds like we're, we're stuck. So, and it sounds like, you know, it doesn't sound so fun. But the truth is that when a Jew says the words in the morning, Blessed are you, Lord, our God, King of the Universe, 
who has chosen us from all nations and gave, given us his Torah, he says it with joy. Thank you for choosing us. We have we, the Kabbalah seal, the acceptance of God's sovereignty is with joy. Because it's, 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 it's now the first reason why it is joy on the surface, because there's an infinite bond between us. We can't let go. It's, it shows on, on, the, on the depth of Hashem's care to, to be in, in this relationship with us. But there's another point I want to emphasize. Whenever I spoke about this concept, he brought a verse. Rejoice and be happy, daughter of Tzien. And they have explained that there's three layers of relationship with Hashem. We have relationship with Hashem through Torah, through mitzvahs, and through sacrifice. Through Messias Nefesh. When we have Messias Nefesh, that's, that's like a mother. We're giving something to Hashem. When we learn Torah, we're like a sister. We're, having, we're intimately connected to Hashem. When we accept God's sovereignty, we just do what Hashem wants us to do, that's like a daughter. So when a person is in that state of daughter, you say, when a person is just doing what Hashem wants him to do because Hashem makes him his servant, so why, where's the joy? So the Rebbe said the word tzir means a tzaddik, and bas tzir means to be connected to a tzaddik. And by a Jew being connected to a tzaddik, and especially those tzaddikim, who their whole essence is to reveal godliness to the, to the Jewish people, like the Rebbe said, like the previous Rebbe, which is coming from Yitzhak, the whole essence of the previous Rebbe is to reveal godliness to those who are connected to him, to those who have any, con- or, or even have some shaykhas to him, some, some, they're, they're in the, any kind of connection, his essence is to be reveal Hashem to them. So by having connection to a tzaddik, and especially those kind of tzaddikim, that allows us to have simcha, not just to have simcha, but also to get the good stuff. To have simcha in a way that says that by having connection to a tzaddik, it brings you to have a blessing, that you're, you have yachas from your children, that you have health, that you have parnasa, that you have joy, not just joy because, because of Hashem is doing what Hashem wants you to do, but Hashem gives us reason to be happy in a physical manifest sense. And not, in other words, the way they're phrasing it, it's not like a bracha. I'm saying this is, this, this is the way it works. The connection that you have to a tzaddik makes you have joy in your Judaism. And not just in your Judaism, but Hashem gives you, Hashem takes away the concealments of godliness, and that you feel simcha in your children, in your panasa, in your nachas. You, Hashem gives you good stuff. You feel, you, feel, you feel abundance in all the good things. And the main thing is, is Mashiach Tzakein that we need to have. But, but as Mashiach is delayed, the, the connection that tzaddik brings bracha in all areas of life. Any questions or comments, Rebzev? No questions or comments. Can I pick you up today from Mincha? Let me know. Zaygus, have a great day. Good work, good work, good seeing you, man.